Jack Houston. Welcome back to the Steel Save Show, where we sit down with some of the most influential and inspiring individuals, and we break down the breakthrough. Today, I'm super, super pumped because I got my homie, my good friend, the amazing, the incredibly talented uh, TV producer. Uh, you guys might know her from the reality show Ready to Love, but we're not going to talk about that all day. You got a million interviews where you talk about that. Today, I want to talk about the woman, the lady, the human. Uh, hmm, how can I say this? Miss Fly is what I like to call her, Alexis Jones. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> oh, it's the introduction for me. <laughs> Hey, King David, what's going on, friend? I'm so excited to be here right now and to share with you. It's been a while since I've seen you, I think. About how long has it been? I mean, it had to be pre-pandemic. Pre yeah, it had to yeah. be. Gosh, yeah, because yeah, I think I think I know, you know, on the show that I used to work on, I had your your lovely um, former partner come on and Miss um, Dale, and we were able to talk about her testimony. And look, I got flipped it around. Now I'm on here with you. With yeah, show. man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and we've had uh, some amazing times together with your time at Great Day Houston. You've always been very, uh, you know, hospitable. Oh. And anytime I had a client to come through, um, welcoming them and making them look amazing. Oh, you're sweet. Well, that's really important because, you know, there's the golden rule. Doing to others as you would have them doing to you. And so everybody that I meet, I want to make sure that they feel, you know, secure, happy, confident in who they are. And you greet people with respect and with love because you never know when you may see them or need to use them again in life. Listen, they may come back around on you. Look, look, we ain't burning no bridges around here. Zero man. bridges burned. Look, every now and then you might have to circle back around. <laughs> you know, Houston's too small for that. So yes. watch what you say and how you say it you feel me yeah but to, <laughs> to be able to navigate this industry and have such, such a great reputation is admirable and thank so you so i salute you for that i salute you for it's that. a blessing i thank god for it well, i mean it, that that's my calling is to sow seed into other people and to make sure that they're meeting their assignment in life i really feel like that's what god has called me to do yeah well you've been doing it well you've been doing it well thank now you, i got you all to myself all i got you all to myself for a whole hour um, and we got a lot to talk about. We got we a lot do. to talk about. Let's start here, though. Yeah. Let, let's get this out the way early. All right. Let's talk about Ready to Love. Of you know what I'm saying? I got to <laughs> mention it a few times. Yeah. Uh, you were you were on season what? Season four. Season right four. Right here in H-Town. That's right. Yeah. H-Town representative. And you uh, were on there. Were you on there with my homie KG? I was on there with KG. They brought KG back. He was a total surprise. I don't know if y'all remember the very first episode, the opening, or even the trailer. You see my mouth going like, oh. That and that now, hold on, hold on. Describe that feeling. <laughs> that that mouth wide open, yeah. awe inspiring. Was that a good awe? Was that a like, oh, here we go? It like was, <laughs> it was a little bit of both because it was like KG smooth. You know, I didn't know if any of the other castmates, you know, of my castmates already knew who he was, but I did. And so a part of me was like, oh, this might be a little awkward, like because this is my friend. <laughs> Like, can, I, can we really go on dates? Like, I don't know. I never even thought about it. But at the same time, it was fulfilling because it was somebody I did know. So yeah, it yeah. makes you feel comfortable, right? And the craziest part about it, David, is that we were wearing the same color, almost like the same thing. All orange. <laughs> we were both bright because we had like very bright person. AKG, what you finna wear? Exactly. Like, hey. <laughs> I was literally like, was you in my closet? Were you in my window? So we were cracking up about that. And the producers went crazy. They went nuts about it. So yeah, yeah. we actually went on a few dates. A lot of people don't know that because it did not air at all we went not even a couple i think kg uh -oh. and i went on about four or five dates okay yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to grill him about that later i'm, yeah. I'm gonna pull kg to the side <laughs> that's a secret yeah, did he have his shirt on <laughs> <laughs> did he have his shirt on? 
I'm yeah, sorry. For my day, he had his shirt on. You okay. know, you know to... what he known for. You know, he a little sexy. Mm-hmm. You know, in Jesus' mm-hmm. name. <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> Well, former first lady, yes. um, woman of God, uh, you definitely brought a different spirit to the show, mm. right? Uh, talk to me a little bit about that. Like, was was it something you were reluctant of doing, mm. or did you just like, oh my gosh, I'm finna sign up for this? Like, how was how was that decision making process? Again, a little bit of both. Um, a friend of mine shared the uh, flyer with me that was going around, you know, social media, and she was like, Alexis, I think your personality would be awesome for this. And this was a former coworker that I worked with at Music World Entertainment with Destiny Child's management company from back in the day. And yep. I'm like, really? And you know, I was a producer, as you know, at the time with Great Day, so I was just kind of like. Uh, I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm just going to apply, not even really believing at all that I would get a call. So I turned in. She's too modest for me. I'm serious. Like, <laughs> I, you know how you just do stuff, but I'm just like, that ain't finna happen. That's yeah. literally what I was thinking. N- to me, no faith behind it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if it happens, it happens. Yeah, if it doesn't. Those be the best opportunities, though. Yeah. You know what? Like, when you're not thirsty. When you're, when you're not, not th- out here chasing. Come on, talk When you're about not it. out here, like, pulling people down and desperate. Yep. Right, then be the ones that tend to work out in your favor. It's when you when it's 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 really it works in your favor when and we're gonna talk about this a little bit later, even with the job that I have now, but it's really those things that you don't expect that you don't want, that you're not looking for. It's almost when if you've ever heard I heard Cheryl Pastor Cheryl Bray talk about that she did not want to be a pastor. Is it's the thing she asked God that she didn't want to do, and that's who she became. So it was one of those moments. I wasn't looking to do any of that. You know what I'm saying? Turned in my stuff three hours later, my phone ringing, it says Hollywood. I was like, nah, you kidding me. <laughs> And the rest is history. I went through the process, all the interviews, and I got casted. And I had to keep it a secret. That was probably the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. And just, just uh, you know, inside scoop, like, I, I did not select you because of Ready to Love. Like, oh. How long have we been trying to do an interview together? Oh, my gosh, way before Ready I to Love. I had no idea Ready to Love was even <laughs> on the table. I guess pre And he was like, all right, friend, like, yeah. uh, there's some stuff I can't really talk to you about right now. Oh, that's right. You know what I'm saying? I but remember. we can still do it. And, yeah. You know, so just set the record straight. Yeah. You know, I've always always wanted to sit down with you because you're such a powerhouse here in the city. Oh, so. thank you, friend. That's so sweet. I never know how to take that when, when I hear those type of words. I just feel like I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. I do. I, I'm, you know, a lot of people call me the plug, as to say, or the connector. I'm just doing what God assigned me to do to help somebody else because I know that when, when I keep sowing seed, you know, that's going to help me on my harvest, too, because I, I might have to come back to you and, and ask you for something, you know. So, you know, it's just been a blessing to hear that, that, yeah, yeah. you know, my reputation has remained the same even after the show because everybody has their opinion of course <laughs> that was something to go through but at the end of the day my heart is to give back to others yeah. and i'm gonna do that to the day i die absolutely man well so tell me this last thing and we'll move on from ready to love all right <laughs> greatest lesson you took from that experience oh baby because i know you like yeah i don't care if you take a win or you take an l yeah. you know you're gonna take a lesson yeah so yeah. what was the biggest thing you took so from- and it's funny you say that when i talk i've talked about this before when i talk about taking an l um it wasn't a loss it was definitely a lesson and number one is what i said at the exit of my show and which is what fly now stands for everybody know alexis fly that's a whole fashion brand and you know being cute and all that stunting for the gram but it's really about now first love yourself and that was the message for me and for other ladies that uh, i hope they received as well when they watched it is in order for me to receive who I want from God in terms of the man and my partner, I have to first love myself and everything about myself from head to toe. And so that's what it was for me. I don't have to chase a man. I ain't got, I ain't got to be thirsty. You either want me or you don't. And I think I displayed that, you know, it's kind of like, let's make a decision here because it was hard for 
people to make decisions on the show as they're trying to, you know, figure out who they want to spend the rest of their life with, you know, uh, as to say, but definitely loving myself more. And so I've taken a lot of time since the show. I haven't really dated anything like that. I've dated myself. She answering my questions before I ask them. That's what I'm doing out here in these, in these Houston streets. <laughs> I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm Let chilling. it be known. Yeah. I'm chilling. Uh, <laughs> but you know, that don't mean don't shoot your shot. Fellas. Yeah. Don't shoot. That don't mean don't shoot your shot now yeah. because you can definitely be the one, but you know, and I'm mingle, but as far as being in a committed relationship, I'm definitely trying to make sure that my eyes are open that my ears are open, my sure. eye gates and my ear gates, and that I'm hearing from God this time, and I'm not making the decision. Okay, so talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Like, yeah. keeping your spiritual antennas yeah. up, you know, in the dating world yeah. as a believer, former first lady, whatever you want to say, yeah. right? Definitely, clearly committed to the call. Yeah. Um, what is that like? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, do because yeah. oftentimes when we out there looking for partners, we look with our eyes yeah. first. Yeah, you know. But talk to me of just course. a little bit about that. And like, I know I, I feel like I wouldn't say women don't do that. I think men do. <laughs> Probably do it a little bit more, you know. But, I mean, you do have to be attractive for me to even get that conversation. Let's start right. there. Let's start there. <laughs> yeah, let's start there. But um, for me, the way that I am now, especially from leaving the show, I pretty much up front, I don't ignore any red flags. If I have reservations, it's, it's, a, it's a no for me. I had a gentleman try to speak to me <laughs> a couple of weeks ago at my son's football game. And, you know, I gave him, a you know, about a, a six-second chance. And I was just like, I already knew when he when he came, came, ran down some, you know, some of his stats. I just already know. I'm very clear He was already running want. stats in six seconds? He was running, yes. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm exaggerating. But, you know, it only <laughs> took about two phone calls. And I was like, yeah, this is probably not going to work. I'm very clear on the type yeah. of individual that I need to be matched up with. And that works for me based off of my personality and what I could provide for him. And so, you know, the number one question is, you know, do you go to church? Do you love the Lord? Now, it's really mm, do you love the amen. Lord? Because you can go to church and that you can be going to church for other reasons. Don't mean you're saved. Okay. But I am. Believe it or not. We Still saved around right here, y'all. Still saved, you know. <laughs> um, but I definitely, um, you know, that's the first thing I want to know. I mean, that was the issue I kind of had on the show. One of the guys was not really, um, you know, in into church or into God on the same level that I yeah, was, and yeah. I wasn't in a place where I wanted to grow somebody up in that in that arena. You know, uh, I mean, you already a mom. You don't need to be a mother to an adult. Correct. You know, and that's no shade. You know what I'm saying? But there's just a certain level that I need that individual to already be on and so i'm not trying to teach bible lessons i'm not trying to you know i'm not trying to i'm not trying to this force you to believe you what i believe <laughs> how you love and care for her yes. how you provide yes you know but i'm looking at those things as you asked me the question you know can you be a provider because based on the word of god that is your role in the home you know here's the thing i am a single mom already i've been married and i've been doing a lot of both mommy and daddy responsibilities and it's hard it's, it's not always easy and so i'm i am i'm I'm in search for a husband that can come come right in and kind of fill in his role and it takes less pressure off of me, you know, and then I can refocus on other things like loving on him, you know, and I'm looking forward to that, by the way, <laughs> but definitely seeking God more. Writing it down. One thing the word of God says in Habakkuk, two, was it two and two? Write the vision and make it plain at Absolutely. the appointed time. Um, Ready Love wasn't the appointed time, but it gave me all the data that I needed. Mm, all the data. All the She's talking statistics, y'all. This is <laughs> yeah. a very strategic decision. Yeah. We're not just out here on a whim. 
it's something you just said. It's a strategic decision. I yeah. honestly believe now, and I don't know, you know, what listeners would feel about this, but marriage is not just about love. Love is a part of it. It's not all of it, but it really is a contract because it's a covenant. A covenant. Okay. Yeah, and so are you willing, based off of everything that you see in the criteria that is set before you, are you willing to fulfill that contract mm. to the very end? To the very are end. Are you willing to tolerate the things that come with him, with he or she? Are you willing? You know, and what you see is what you get. That's why I'm quick to make my decisions, because I can't assume a lot of women assume that they can change a man or when we get married or when we get to this level in our day, he's going to change. And he's going to baby, what you see is what you get. What he's doing now is what you're going to get. You're not going to change a man unless he want to be changed. And if he's not giving you what you need right now, I advise you before you get too deep into it Mm. and it becomes a soul time. You can't separate yourself. Them joints is hard to separate. Oh, they hard. Been there, done that. Uh, you need to walk away, period. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Woo. That's just my belief. That's just your belief. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, like yeah. some of the stuff that she just dropped, ladies, I'm just telling you, man, right now, pay attention. You know, write it down. Yeah. Listen, I'm, take, I'm taking notes, take, too. Take Fellas, notes. y'all better be paying attention, too. I'm telling you too. what I know. You know Don't list your stats off in six seconds, you know, <laughs> make an <laughs> not, impression. Yes, it's not what I, oh, God, I didn't mean it in that kind of way. <laughs> no, I'm just, but it's just, I'm not going to kind of like, I think like even in going back to the show, you know, even though we kind of knew that person may not have been the one off the bat, you gave multiple chances only to get so far in the game. And it's just kind of like, I mm-hmm. kind of knew up front that this wasn't the right yeah, fit. Yeah. And what I'm saying is don't do that to yourself. But right. most importantly, and that's that's loving yourself is saying, no, this is not good for me right, right away. And don't do that to somebody else. Don't do that to somebody else. That's yeah. what I was thinking the same thing yeah. as well. You don't know, you're holding, you're stringing this other person yeah, along as well. Man. There's somebody else out there that really would want that person. Yeah. So, you know, let that person have them. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't. Yeah, <laughs> no more heartache. Here. Don't be over here hogging something that don't belong to you. Man, but it was definitely entertaining to watch. It, it was, was definitely fun. Um, but I want to I, I want to move on a little bit, man, because uh, you just got an esteemed award, top forty under forty. Yeah, uh, talk to me a little bit about that, man. <laughs> that was a surprise too. It's funny uh, when uh, awards come your way because you know it's been a long journey in terms of TV producing for me. Um, a lot of people don't know when I start off in television, I was a publicist. I had yep. no experience technically in um, producing a show. And so Great Day Houston opened that opportunity for me. They gave me a chance. You can't just walk up to a newsroom and be like, I want to be a producer. And Here's you my have, application. Yeah, and you have no producing ability. But because I was a publicist and I sent so many people their way and I sent them story ideas, things like that, Deborah Duncan, I always like to say, God downloaded my name into her mind. One day she was like, that girl, that girl, that girl, Alexis, who always, you know, uh, is bringing us really good guests and she gives us really good stories. You know, we y- y'all need to call her. You know what I'm saying? And so needless to say, my journey started there, stayed there for eight years and I learned on the job. Um, now I'm a video producer manager. I travel all around the nation um, to produce and um, I Give a lot of thanks and honor to my institution, mm-hmm. uh, Clark Atlanta University. Let's go. I love that HBCU, honey. That's where it all started. It's funny. When I first got there as a freshman, um, I have a background in art as an artist uh, from HSPBA here. And yep. I thought I wanted to be an ar- artist. I went down there and I was like, yeah, I ain't about to make no money. So <laughs> <laughs> I went over there and did what I like to do with my mouth. So I went to Mass Comm Department. 
and yeah, and uh, majored in PR, but became a TV producer. Isn't that crazy? But I it's also it. about it's all about storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Right, absolutely. Especially in PR, you yeah. have to you know draft the narrative. You do before you your clients before anybody will take a look or take a peek. What's the story? Talk like, where's you know? Yeah, and and the ability to be persuasive, you know, and talk about things that people want to hear about and want to know about. But you have to be in tune with your community. You have to be in tune with things that are going around. You got to research. You got to know a lot of people. And so Gray Day offered me that opportunity here in the city. And yeah, and next thing I know, uh, got nominated uh, for top 40 under 40. Lord, I'm almost at 40. Gosh, you know, I think you, See, I, I would be doing something that. else about it. Top 40 then, under 40 meant you could have been 31, 30, <laughs> 29. Like, I'm, you know I'm, I'm nearing the big four out, y'all. I mean, I'm not <laughs> mad at it. I'm actually excited. But yeah, so I'll be going to the ATL next week to accept that award out of all the thousands of people at that university it's amazing to be chosen and recognized. Um, I know we all go through times in our lives where we're like, when is our time that, you know, yeah. we're going to be recognized and rewarded for our work. And this seems to be finally my season. So yeah. I thank God for that. Yeah, You're definitely walking in, in that destiny, but it hasn't always been easy though. No, it has. The journey hasn't been a straight path. Nope. There's been some curves and yeah. some winds here, some roadblocks, right? Some potholes. Yeah. Um, take me back because even at, uh, you know, some of your other TV producing gigs, um, and before you got into there, you know, there's been some major challenges that, that almost caused you to like, you know, throw in a towel. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, I would say personally, one of the things that probably caused me to throw in the towel were, were multiple things. One included, you know, being married. I was a first lady at one point in time, which we've kind of mentioned a few yep, times, but yep. we haven't <laughs> jumped in there. Alexis, the first lady. Nobody like, believes it. <laughs> nobody believes it. Nobody sees it. They're like, how are you a first you lady? Know, when you think of first lady, you think the church hat, you think, exactly. you know, the uh, oversized pantsuits. No. Um, <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Yeah, no, but that's what you think. I even thought that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was definitely not my plan. I didn't see that. I've always loved the Lord. I always knew I was called even when I was eight years old and I got baptized. But I feel like I got I always knew God, but I never yeah. imagined myself <laughs> marrying a pastor. Um, but that's what ended up happening. Um and um in that marriage, you know, it didn't work out the way that I thought. I think, you know, a lot of times you think when you meet a gentleman in my instance, oh, that was the, oh, he done the Lord. Oh, that's all I need. You know what I'm saying? It. So he going to be just like Jesus. Everything I'm, I, I, everything I need going to be taken care of. If, and that that just, the, if only that were the case. <laughs> if only that wasn't the case. You know, he was about 10 years older than me. He was an older gentleman. So you think, oh, you know, he has all the wisdom. He knows exactly what to do, how to say he had been married before. And so I thought I had it in the bag. But, you know, at the end of the day, it did not necessarily work out. And it, it, to be quite honest, I don't know if any women have ever felt like um, you were kind of put on the back burner, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, and you weren't a priority as to say. And so that was one of the biggest things I think in my marriage um, was feeling like because sometimes when pastors have churches, the church becomes their wife. Right. Right. You know, and they have, you know, people that they have to shepherd and take care of. And it takes away from your your own family and people fail to. Uh, forget in ministry that your first ministry is to your family. Mm. So um, Man, that's that's that. that's something that we we battled and tried to work out. And you know, even now, you know, my ex husband, we've talked about it, and he's apologized. You know, um, for for that, and I apologize for the things that I did. And now he knows how to rework for his his future um, 
um, relationship that he's currently in now. Um, so I went through that. I also went through the fact that I was told I might not be able to bear children. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, my ex-husband had his own, had a family already, so I had a lot of stuff to that's to say. So I was a mom. I was prepared for. You jumped into motherhood. I, I jumped right into motherhood. Motherhood, and what that changed. That? What the was game. that like, though? Oh my gosh, it was different. Because, um, like you said, you were ten years younger than yeah, he was. was 10, so I'm yeah. assuming his kids were possibly a little older, yeah. right? Without to get too too deep. But yeah. Jumping into motherhood, I know several several colleagues of mine and and other ladies who have gotten married and and you know so how do you just transition from this this lifestyle of being in the pub like you're always on the go super professional yeah and then boom mom boom mom stepmom and like you said yeah they were older i mean of course your number one concern is your relationship with him i had a younger um my younger stepson when i met him he was five at the time so he was the youngest of the crew as to say and um we didn't he didn't live with us, but I got to see him periodically. But he was my first um, entry into motherhood that prepared me for my son, Jet. So um, we got to create an immediate bond, thank yeah. God. But you worry about those things because you don't, you know, you don't know how the relationship is going to be with the other mother or mothers. You know, are y'all going to get along? How is that going to work out? Um, and then you don't know how the child is going to receive you as this new person coming into their parents' life. Um, luckily for me, um, it worked out, you know, uh, overall, you know, the, my relationships with the, with the mothers were cool, but that's not always the case. I mean, yeah. there were moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, see, because like, you're a very strategic person, right? Yeah. We've learned that very yeah. early on. I know that. That's because God is strategic, though. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be like him. I made in his own image. I made in his image. I so the were same. there things yeah. that you did intentionally oh. to foster that sort of environment with, you know, other moms and, and stepchildren? and Absolutely. You know, I reached out to the mothers, you know, and because in my case, it was more than than one mom um some received it initially some didn't and that's okay yeah yeah but i knew that here's the thing we talk about being strategic at the end of the day always know that the child is always going to go back to the mother or the other parent and let them know what's going on as they should because i expect that from my child and so my thing was to always make sure that when he went back to talk to his mom he wasn't saying that you know miss alexis or my new bonus mom is being mean to me or she's acting this way he he was able to go back and say that she presented me with love she took me here she took care of me and so the mother the other mothers did not have to worry i treated him like he was my son because he was and especially at the time of knowing that i might not be able to bear children this he is mine i consider him mine but i had to definitely um talk to my ex-husband and have that conversation with him and and he had to also be responsible for setting that atmosphere of right acceptance. absolutely yeah. Absolutely. So that was big. So that's kind of how we yeah, went about have, doing have it. That. And I still, those are still, now that, now that I have a son and God opened my womb, you know, he has his siblings. They're much older than him, but he has siblings. I love them. They love Jet. And, you know, they're still my family. I still mm-hmm. consider them my kids. I love to hear that, man. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. But you you just alluded to the fact that you thought at one point you, you may never be able to birth children yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, and so what was that like? Because hmm. I know you, you, you always wanted kids. I did. Right? Yeah. It was... And so talk, walk me through that, like the feeling, because I know, again, I know a lot of ladies out there who that devastates them. Yeah. And how did you navigate that, that kind of mental space? So I was diagnosed with endometriosis when I was about 18 years old. And, um, so, um, you know, and I had did it quote unquote, did it right by the by, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
ain't had no kids out of wedlock as to say, you know, in ways that people judge in that way. Right, um, right, right, right. And here's my thing about that. Whether you have a kid out of wedlock or not, children are a blessing from God no matter what way they come into this world. So let me just say that. But, you know, according to how we were raised and uh-huh. were, you know, I did that way. And, and look, you know, it, it still didn't work out. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that just goes to show you God ain't like no form. There's no, it's not a formula. It's not. You can't manipulate God. You know, he's not your good luck charm. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, if I pray, if I fast, if I seek his face and turn from my wicked ways. Like, I know we like to use that scripture. And then all of a sudden he going to open up the heavens and heal the land, right? Nah. And you can't manifest what he don't want it to be manifested Mm. either. But we we talk about that as well. (laughs) But uh, absolutely, um, it it was hard for me because I think once I got to the place, David, of accepting the fact, especially when I got married, that I may not have kids, but I had kids, you know, because of my partner. That's when I got pregnant. And it was hard, though, because, you know, I went through and and, and let me say this. I will say because of my level of of faith that I have, um, even though I was told that in the back of my mind, I always believed Mm -hmm. that some way, someday it was going to happen. It was still an ounce of faith somewhere. It's there. That's all you need. You don't need a whole bunch. What do you say? Mustard seed? That's all you need. You ever seen a mustard seed? To move them out. I know you can't really see it, can you? (laughs) I don't know. But I I know it's it's super small. (laughs) And and we know what it creates and what it grows. But it was just I had just enough. And so even though I had about two or three doctors, I went through two surgeries um, to get to cyst removing all these kind of things and I was getting ready to go into my third one and I heard the Holy Spirit as clear as day and he said don't do it that's all I knew a year later I actually, because hold on let me back up yeah. the surgery you don't have to go into detail yeah. about the surgery but yeah. that surgery would have that would have sealed the deal that would it would is, is that what you're saying? Well, the surgery is supposed to give you a window, okay, uh, for you to attempt to get pregnant right, once that, they remove yeah. what they remove, right? Gotcha. Um, but for me, that that never worked out because I wasn't married at the time and I just didn't want to be having a baby and, and by myself, as to say. So I didn't never take that window, right? And so, um, but I had a I had, I had a cyst on my right and on my left. Um, and at that time there was no possible way that I should have been able to get pregnant according to the doctors. So, um, they were like, it's time for us to go in for a third surgery. And I just feel like a third surgery. I felt like that was just going to in the, also in the back of my mind, I was like, something's going to happen if I have a third surgery. Like I might not be able to have kids at all. I don't know, but something ain't going to work out. A year went by. I actually got laid off at Great Day Houston. And I think that worked out because I think it relieved a lot of stress that was going on in my life at the time. Um, You know, things were going on in my marriage as well. We we had a church. It was just a lot. Um, And so during that time is when I I was sitting in Bible study. And um, I tell this story. I I got into the car. I was in a, a friend. I was driving with a friend. She was giving me a ride home. And I heard again. I've only heard when I say I've heard God speak audibly. It's a loud thought. That is not mine. That's the best way that I can mm. explain it. And it says, you are pregnant. So I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to go back. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to calculate. And I, I literally said a lot to my friend. I said, I just think I just heard God say I'm pregnant. And I said, that doesn't sound crazy to me. And she was like, what? So I had already always had a pregnancy test at home yeah, just yeah. out of faith, right? You better um, check the expiration date on that. Pregnancy. I know. And I went and got another one as a backup just to make sure, right? So it's funny you said that. I got home, y'all. I went to sleep, just totally forgot about it. Woke up the next morning, had to use the little lady's room. And I said, oh, let me grab this test. Took the test, went on in the living room, still forgot about it. Not really thinking. Didn't even go back really, and check the results. I didn't go back, y'all, until like 20 minutes later. I was watching TV. I went in there, y'all, and I flipped over the, the test. And I looked at it, and I looked in the mirror, and I looked at it. And I, cause I kept seeing them two lines and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And long story short, I was pregnant 
And I don't even know how it happened when it happened, but it happened in God's timing. And it that moment just changed everything because for to hear the words, um, you had to go back into surgery, that you might not be able to bear kids, that I had cysts, like there were blockages mm. all in my body. There yeah. were blockages. Yeah. And it was living proof that only God can undo the blockage. Mm. Only he can move and remove and move around things that I don't care what anybody says. If God already told you, meaning I had that glimpse of hope because he had already told me through prophets and things like that, that it was going to happen for me, that miracles are still possible today. And my son is seven years old today. Come on. He's healthy. He's handsome. He's smart. (laughs) You know, and I just look at him and I'm like, and it's crazy because, y'all, he looks just like me. He don't look nothing like his daddy. He looks just like me. I'm like, God (laughs) gave him to me. He's mine. And so, um, yeah, it was difficult. So for any woman out there that is suffering from endometriosis in particular or has been told that it's not possible, but you know what God has told you in the back of your mind, hold on to that that glimpse of faith because I promise you, God is still performing miracles. Mm. And if you look all throughout the Bible, you know, Hannah, Sarah, all of them were barren. All of them. It's so many examples of women. And God performed miracles because there was an assignment and call over that little life that had yet even been placed into our wombs. And that's how I look at Jet. He's a calling. He has yeah. an assignment. He's not here necessarily because I asked for him. Yeah. He's here because God called him to be in the earth realm to do something that that he was created to do that I cannot do. Absolutely. He's going to be the legacy. And it was your faith. And it was my it faith. It was your faith. It was. That allowed God to do what he wanted to do yeah, absolutely. through you. That, that faith of a mustard seed. So, man, come on, but y'all. You got allow, to allow it and be accepting of what he wants to do. You got to you got to accept it. You know, yeah. don't don't fight God on things that you think that shouldn't happen or you don't want to happen. Well, we're going to talk about them fights. We're going to talk about them fights in just a second. Because yeah. listen, guys, she's got the faith of a mustard seed. This is what I'm talking about here on the yeah. Still Safe Show are these modern day biblical stories. This is the Bible to be continued is what I feel like. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> he's still continuing to write his story, right? He History is. is still being written through women of faith yes. like yourself, yes. uh, which you have just <laughs> eloquently demonstrated, right? Mm-hmm. Um and, and it's such so so amazing. Um, same and, God yesterday, today, uh, and tomorrow. Come on, preach the same. Listen, I think people need to remember that you know when you're praying to God, like they think God is just he he ancient. You know that he's not reachable. That yeah, yeah. you can't talk to him. I talk to him every day, and he and he speaks to me, and he speaks to me in the ways that I know it's him. Yeah, yeah. Because you you mentioned earlier about hearing his voice. Oh yeah. Um, and I I want to hear that again because you said something. You was like it was a thought. That was not my own. Yeah. Like, describe that a little bit for me. Because I know, so, yeah. right, here's, here's my thing. I know, yeah. I'm going to let you talk after this. For sure. But I have been in, in, in Christ for a few years, right, yeah. since I was 18. I'm not going to tell you how long. Um, <laughs> but uh, I didn't grow up in the church. Right. But I have never heard his voice, like, audibly. Right. Like, some, you know, prophets and things like that say yeah. that they've heard. Like, I heard his voice. I knew it was his voice. Like, yeah. I have never had that luxury, right? Yeah. I've always had to lean on my faith. And the way you described it really, really blessed me. Like, oh, I just want you to know God. that, like, it, it's a thought that was not my own. Yeah. Talk to me about that. And it's, 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 I would say that it may be difficult to, to realize, but it's not. 
because when you hear it, it's very clear that, oh, I didn't come up with this. Yeah, something deeper than intuition. Right. It's deeper yeah. than intuition. And then what's great about it is when God, when it, if you want to test to know that it's God, he confirms it for you. So when I have the thought that's loud, I get confirmations pretty much right after. And I know it's not him as I'm trying to decipher, like, is this me talking? Is this the enemy talking? Or is this the Holy Spirit talking? And really, when I say God, it's the Holy Spirit. Which to me, when people talk about intuition, that's the Holy Spirit. When we talk about women and that what's in your belly and that, that's the Holy Spirit. Because that's who God, Jesus, left with you when he ascended to heaven. That's the the blanket, the comfort that he literally left here in the earth realm. And um, once you accept Christ, you get the Holy Spirit. So you should trust it. When people say trust your gut. Yeah. To me, trust the Holy Spirit, y'all. That's what that is. (laughs) And even when you don't have evidence of a thing, because here's the thing. I didn't have no evidence until I tested it out. Actually, your evidence was contrary to what the Holy Spirit was saying. You're right. Um, It was contrary in terms of what they were saying. Um, You're right. It was contrary. And that's another thing. That's a good point that you make up. A lot of times I've experienced in my life when God tells you to do something. And when it is God, it's contrary to the very thing that you want to do. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> so you kind of got to get that test, that confirmation out. And so I was sharing with you guys earlier before we got on, I'm always asking God a lot of times, okay, are you sure? Can you show me that's you? Like, I need, you know, whatever. So uh, any ladies out there can relate. You know, <laughs> know. <laughs> he'll speak to me, you know, whether a friend calls me who doesn't know anything that I talk to God about and, and they're talking about that same thing and they confirm it. If I see it on a billboard or if I'm reading scripture and it illuminates, those are the ways that I identify uh, the Holy Spirit speaking to me, and it always comes out the way that I've heard it. But it's very, it's 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 almost like, it's like a loud pop. It is literally loud, Ding. like how loud I'm talking right now on this mic. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I'm glad you listened to that voice, man, because uh, clearly yeah. it it definitely definitely worked out for you. Let's talk about motherhood yeah. for a second. Let's talk right? about. It. Can we talk about that? We can talk about. Um, it. because you are a busy. Yeah. Busy person. Yeah. Um, very productive at that. Because, you know, some people can be busy and not very productive. But you actually make a lot of impact in the city. I see you out all the time. And um, how in the world? Like, mm-hmm. this just this is me personally asking yeah. you, right? You know, Real talk. Yeah. I want to know, how do you manage it all? Like, I have an for answer real? for you, too. Come on. It's it- called having a village. Mm. Um, that proverb is really true about it takes a village. I wouldn't be able to do anything that I do in terms of using my voice touching the world, being connected to the community without the people that I have around me having a tribe. It's so important. When you think about Jesus had a tribe, yeah. okay? It was technically 13 of them with him. People forget about that. They might be 12 disciples, but Jesus deep, was 13. That's uh-huh. deep. Uh-huh. Shout yeah. out to 1913, Delta Sigma Theta. But anyway... <laughs> But all I'm saying is that's how um, I'm able to do all the things that I do, that I'm able to go fly and go produce because I have my parents who are very involved in my son's life, uh, my son's father who's involved. And so I have the assistance that I need and I can and the people that I trust in order to be able to take care of him while I'm doing what I can. And then things that I can take him to, I expose him to. Um, I think that's really important, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Seeing um, mom in her element. Exactly. Shining so, and doing her thing. So he can um, know and be able to explain what his mom does when he's asked. But it's funny now because, you know, all these kids in this new generation, they're all attached to technology. And so now, of course, all of them want to have their own YouTube shows and things like that. So now that he understands at seven that I'm a producer, he wants to kind of do what I want to do. So he says, Mommy, I want to be on TV and do TV like you do. So I'm trying to train him right now for that. But, yeah, it's it's really the my family, my friends. It takes a village. Um, being a single mom is difficult. Sure. It wasn't what I planned. I had a whole attitude with God about it, to be quite honest. Um, <sighs> I did because I was like, okay, Lord, now – 
you you can foresee what our future is. Yeah. You know, I tried to do it the right way, as they say, you know, and it still didn't end up in the in the way that I imagined. You mm-hmm, know, when you mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be married to, to death to do his part, but I had to. I had the part so death wouldn't come get me anytime soon. Hello. Uh, shout out. It's all love though. But <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you got to walk away. But um, I think that um, if I didn't have it, I, I, I just don't know how anybody would be able to make it if you didn't have the, 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 the help that you need from people who love you and people that you can trust. And that's what's allowed me to uh, walk in purpose. Um, you know, you have pastors, first ladies who have armor bearers, people they can trust, people that they can confide in. It's a must mm-hmm. to fulfill purpose and assignment. And I don't believe, ladies, that you should give up who you are just because you have children. Mm. Um, give up the things that you like to do in life, the things that you want to do. If yeah. mommy's not okay, the kids aren't going to be okay. The family's not going to be okay. Because the worst thing you could do is whether you verbally speak this out to your children or it shows up in in the way you treat them right um Mm -hmm. is make them feel like it's their fault that you didn't pursue what it is that you wanted to pursue because of them right right and put that burden onto them as if they are somehow responsible for you not doing what you wanted to do and now you walking around here bitter you bitter and mad and but you help make that choice for why they're here never should you allow your child to feel that? Um, and uh, unfortunately, old school, <laughs> I've heard it before. A lot of my friends, I've experienced it where I've heard people say, I put my life on hold, mothers, you know, yeah. for you. And then it makes, like you said, to your point, it makes you feel like, well, dang, like your life not happy because you had me. You know mm. what I'm saying? And so I try to make sure that I don't do that with my son. That's why I try to make sure that he's involved um, in in and sees what his mom is doing. But at the same time, Jet has his own life. Come He's on. a social butterfly. He probably gets it from me. But I'm probably going to more parties and events for, for him, him <laughs> than for myself. And I'm trying to, you know, rearrange uh, our schedules. Just like after this, I, I have to make sure that I'm at his football game because he, he has to make sure that he sees me in the stands. I don't. He's going to see you. You know, like, y- Y'all can't see her. <laughs> yeah. Everybody watching on oh, YouTube, yeah. but he's he going to see you. All yeah, right. <laughs> like I, I am there for him. I'm, I'm that mom that I don't. I put, I put Jet. He's a priority. He really is a priority Absolutely. in my life, and I want him to know that because I because his parents aren't together. I want him to absolutely know that even though your parents are not together, both of us love you. Um, we're here for you. If yeah. I can't be there, dad's going to be there um, because this is all he knows. All right. he knows is mom's house and dad's house. He didn't have the luxury of having both his um, parents in the home because he was six months old when I separated from his father. Yeah. So this is all he knows, and all I want him to know is that he loves. Yeah. That's the only thing that I owe to to my child is to love him. Mm-hmm. Um, love and that's covers, what the, that's what the Bible says. Love that's all covers the multitude of sins. Yeah. That, that's, I have to make sure and that he has the things that he needs to be successful in life. And so, yeah, I, but I can't do it if I don't have what I need to be successful in my life. Yeah. What they say when you're on the airplane, what they yeah, say, they, they say, put the mask oh, that's on, right. you on you first, right? Before, that's before what they you're say. Able to, that's right. You got to take care of home. Absolutely. You got to take care of yourself. Make you sure you're to. mentally well, physically well. First, love yourself. Listen, listen, whatever it's that not means. Selfish. It's, it's not it's selfish, not, but it's not though. So whether that means you need to go get a massage once a month, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm a big believer. Um, David, I actually have, it's a little pot of money that's for mommy every month that this is the thing that I'm going to do every month. You know, whether it's, I got to get my nails done, I got to get my hair done. And that's really just a bill that ain't even part 
part of my pot that just, <laughs> that gotta happen. That's a necessity, ladies. Yeah, but for one year, I would for a year I got a, a membership to get a massage because I need that to help relieve stress and anxiety of you know from work and things that I was doing, so that I could be healthy and be a good mom to my son and be available and be good to myself. Period. Yeah. yeah. Now you're definitely managing it very, very well, from what I hear. Um, that's some phenomenal advice about leaning on your village. Yeah. Uh, but tell me this though, because I'm yeah. sure you don't always get it right, right? I'm, uh-huh. I'm a father of five, and as many systems and people that I have in place, shout out to my village right now, holding down my five. Shout out to the village for real. Al, what it do? Um, <laughs> but um, even in the midst of you champion, championing uh motherhood and all these strategies and everything we talked about like some days you get it wrong you don't always feel it like can you talk to me a little bit about mom guilt so oh god this is so funny that we're talking about this because uh black people y'all need to go to therapy i just want to say that because i do i have a therapist okay i was with her this week (laughs) (laughs) everybody everybody i don't care what what race you are everybody to go to therapy i say that black folks because we have this thing about not telling our business, mm-hmm. not seeking counseling. And we talked about this very thing. There have been plenty of moments where I feel like I'm not a good enough mom. Mm. If I'm if I missed the game or if I weren't able to be there, you know, I feel a sense of I failed. Right. You know, or if I get a report, you know, from school, oh Jet was cutting up today. You know what I'm saying? And it don't just be one day. Sometimes it be multiple days. Mm. And I'm just like it, what am I not doing? Because I'm like, boy, you got everything that you need. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't be hurting for nothing. So why are we cutting up? You know what I'm saying? Just but understanding that he's just a boy, yeah. you know? But, like, I had plenty of moments. Honestly, <laughs> probably too many moments in a, a month. I mean, I've cried about it. I've, I've gotten mad because I'd be like, God, this is why I need help. You need to send me a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't do that part of it. You know, these are the real conversations how I'm yeah, talking to you. Yeah. That's how I talk to God. Like, I hate. I don't say I hate to say it, but I'd be like, like he my homeboy, like he really my friend, like he's sitting across from me. Yeah. And I get mad. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm sad. So there's been moments where I've had to, you know, call my friends, call on God, call my pastor and be like, I really need for you to pray for me today because today is hard. Um, today, I don't really want to do this no more. Mm. Um there's been really, there's been deep moments like that um, where yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I don't have any energy. I'm tired and I don't have the help. And that's not what I prayed for, God. You know, but then I realized that God gave me um, enough strength um, to do this, that he chose me. Um, to be a mom. He chose me to be a mom specifically to Jet. One thing Jet said to me a few years ago that completely blew my mind. We were sitting talking and he looked up and he said, Mommy, I am so happy that I chose you as my mommy when I was in heaven with Jesus. He was what? about three. I'm, I can't make this up. He was about three. I looked I would at have cried. I would have oh, like I literally bawled my eyes out. And I said, you chose me? <laughs> my kids said, be like, I chose to eat the cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> like, funny. you know, I, <laughs> I want to choose to play Fortnite. Like. Yeah, I, want to, I know. And Jed loves Fortnite. <laughs> and I was just, I looked at him because he was three. He was, you know, I mean, they were just, he was actually like two and a half, actually, just really talking. And I looked at him and, and he said he chose me and his dad. And um, that brought some peace to, to, to me because, you know, when you think things should go a certain way and it didn't, it made me feel better about the situation. And it's funny, I posted it on Facebook and I had so many parents share this same story of how their children before, you know, they entered the world and their eyes came unveiled. They talked about being in heaven and how they how they chose their parents. And so I believe that now I look at him and I'm like, oh, yeah, you chose me. So I must be good enough and prepared enough to be able to raise you even on the hard days. So that's what I think about when I get low and when I feel like I just this is this is this is a tough day. 
I remind I'm reminded from Jet that he chose me. So that means that God, you know, called forth the ability for me to be able to get through this. Chosen. That it's all going to be chosen. chosen. Right. Yeah. It must feel good to know that your son thinks highly enough of you to say that he chose you, yeah. even though you were the one who brought him into this world. But if you yeah. go even deeper, yeah. God chose you. Ooh, right. God chose you not just to be a mother, yeah. but he chose you for such a time as this. Yeah. You know, to to carry on the call, to do everything that that he placed inside of you. Yeah. And I'm sure that has to be fuel on those days when you don't feel like waking up in the morning. Yeah, it is fuel. Um, And, and to your point, that really is the message because it came through Jet from God. I remember a, a prophet telling me when I was pregnant with him that um, when he's born to listen to the things that he's going to say, because he's going to say some things at a young age that's going to blow your mind. And you're going to be like, how do you know that? And that was one of those moments. And so, you know, here's the thing. God will give you enough intel um, before you walk into something so that you can hold on to it because he know that if you didn't have that intel, you'd probably give up and walk away. And so I appreciate him for those moments because he knew that there would be moments like this in the future that um, I, I would have been, you know, in an area of weakness um, and in the area of sadness. Um, and you know, and here's the thing to be quite honest, to be all the way 100, you know, um, depression runs in my family and I've had moments of depression, um, that I've had to really battle even coming out of, out of that show that actually took a toll on me. It's something yeah. I have never shared. It's probably the first time I'm sharing it for whatever reason, the low on me share, but for all of us, it, at one point it took us into a dark place because you have everybody's opinion. Social media can be very cruel guys. And so, um, you know, I had even, you know, tried to, you know, not even show my son, didn't show my past and all that kind of stuff because, you know, it's one thing to come for me, but it's another when they start coming for your family, mm. you know. And so um, it's put me in a place of being guarded, uh, but yet being more of a protector, being careful what I say and how I say it, but at the same time remain transparent because transparency saves. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm a big believer of that. But, yeah, um, there's been moments. It's not yeah. always glitz and glam. It ain't always fly. Ha, 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 ha. You know what I'm saying? But. What pulls me out of that pit? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah, what that's pulls what me know. out of the pit is my relationship with God, um, with His love for me, and reminding myself of who I am, who I belong to, you know, and being able again to have that village where I can call somebody and be like, "Girl, I need you to pray for me today," because mm. today is a hard day, and I have confidence around me that I I speak to, and I have uh, my friends. We pray every single day, every morning together. Um, we have these things called prayer of agreement <laughs> to help us get through the day and i just I, I just found that you know some people you know they do different things you know they meditate however they do but it's so important that you first fruits that you start your day out with god because it'll help um set you up for what's to come you don't know what the day is gonna bring you mm -hmm. no, you know you really right. don't you can and, be as prepared as you want to be you can have all your ducks in a row and something might happen and then it's like all right forget the script exactly forget <laughs> You know, but you got to stay covered because you, you can't you can't foresee um, what's ahead of you. And so I anoint myself. I pray over myself, over my over my son every morning um, when we even get into the vehicle. And I just thank God um, as soon as I put my feet onto onto the ground. Um, and when I notice the days that I don't do that, yeah. those are the days that don't go too well for me. Mm. And so that's what I would offer to people is that. Um, before you pick up that phone and you hit that good social media on you know, Instagram and you're trying to see what Cardi and the people doing, talk to Jesus real quick. Listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> get that fuel that you need. Yeah. I call it my Jesus filter, right? Like if I start my day off and I spend time with the Lord, everything else that comes to me gets filtered 
through how I started my day. That's it's almost good. like a coffee filter, right? Mm. Like the water goes through and but my Jesus filter really helps me. So then now I go to social media yeah. and and the things that come at me and try to get into my right. psyche and yeah. into my mental yeah. have been filtered by the Holy Spirit because I spent that time with him. It's so right? true. Because then the days that I don't have yeah. that filter, I'm just setting myself up to yeah. receive whatever the enemy tries to throw at me. You be caught up in a whole bunch of mess and, and seeing stuff you don't really need to see in your spirit and in your, in your eyes, mind. Some stuff you just be like, dang, I, I need to avoid this. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, Get yeah. caught up. Now Especially in, in, in our environment. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. We work in entertainment. And so I also believe, you know, in being balanced. Like, I like to live. I like to have a good time. You know, uh, uh, you know. so I just want to say that because I think, you know, the Bible says don't be so heavily minded, you know, earthly good, you know, <laughs> like just, you know, just super spiritual. Yeah. You just, you know, super spiritual. And if that's how you are, that's fine. That's not, you know, my ministry as to say, and I think that's why so many people were surprised. Oh, you were first lady. Yeah, Cause I'm so non-traditional. I used to tell mm-hmm. our, our congregation, I'm not your traditional lady. I'm not going to be wearing a, a hat or anything like that. I'm going to be, you know, jazzy when I walk up in here, you know what I'm saying? And here's the thing I would say, don't ever put me on a pedestal. God is the God you serve because there may be days that I'm going to fail you or disappoint you. I may walk in here and I didn't speak to you and you take it a certain way. Now you got an attitude. You're like, oh, what's wrong with the first lady? But I could be having a moment. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm human, you know. And so I think people need to, you know, take into consideration that we are, you know, uh, we're in the flesh walking, you know, on this earthly realm. We're spiritual beings walking this uh, earthly realm. And that's why God sent his son Jesus so that he could walk this earth and understand us and feel our feelings. So he gets everything. There's nothing new under the sun that Jesus don't know about. He's experienced everything. He that knew ready to love was coming. He, he knew it <laughs> he was knew. coming. Oh, Lord, he knew it was coming. And he knew my husband wasn't there too, but I didn't uh, know. But it's okay. I tried. Listen, you know. listen. Lady. He, he got somebody stored up somewhere for you. He's out there. <laughs> Gentlemen, fellas, listen. He's, he's out there. If you're listening right now. No, I'm not going to put your number out there. Um, <laughs> that is so funny. But uh, that was a very non-traditional experience for yeah. you. We got a few minutes left. Yeah, and I really sure. want to zero in on this last thing. Yeah. Um, you had a good job. You had... <laughs> Stable income. I know where you're going. You yeah. had stable income, yeah, insurance, yeah, yeah. benefits. Yeah, all right. That. I did. You know, um, but you took a chance. I did. You took a risk. A chance on love. Multiple risks. No, I'm Multiple. not even on just on love, yeah. but on your career, right? Yeah, I did. Well, and and where did that get you? And- Ooh, I'm talking about leaps of faith in our few minutes that we have left. Um, there are a lot of people right now listening that really want to exit out of the situation they're in. They know they're called to do something else, but because they know that's a constant check, they're like, I don't know which way to move, but there's a pool, right? And so to your point, yeah, I, I was at a great place. Great day, Houston. Shout out, Deborah Duncan. I love you still, family. Um, I made a chance to leave there. Uh, I went on this reality show. I could have got kicked off the first show and I would have had no job. But I took that chance because I knew that that was also an open door for me to move forward and become a, a better person in, in, in just who I am and what God called me to do. Luckily, made it through that round, but I didn't know where I was going next. Um, moved on to about three other jobs and I quit all three of them. So in a total of 2021, I quit four jobs. I resigned because it was stressful. It wasn't what I wanted to do. I didn't have no plan of where I was going to go, but I trusted God enough to know that I wasn't going to be under the bridge. That's all I knew. And mm. each time I would say, now, God, where are we going next? And he just kept opening doors. Long story short, um, I ended up where I am now at a, a, a Fortune 30 company. I'm a video producer there for uh, six regions on West Division. I went from making 
not as much money. <laughs> like that, y'all. It, trust me. It, and, and I love my job because it taught me what I need to do, but it wasn't giving me the pay that I deserve. Sure, sure. I don't even know how I was making it, but it shows you that God was in the midst mm-hmm. um, to now making six figures because I took a risk, yeah. several risks. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying people to leave their jobs. It's not what I'm Come telling on. you. but. Listen. Sometimes we have to make drastic decisions and take risk in order to get to the very thing that we're called to do and to get the more that we desire. Yeah. And the and, cool thing is, yeah. like your positions that, that led to where you are now gave you the tools, the resources, the intellect, the skill sets it to did. be able to be successful where you are. Exactly. And had you burned a bridge. Had I burned a bridge. That's why you don't burn bridges. Come on. So don't look at, you know, also, and so that's a good point. Don't look at where you are, even if you're not where you are. Look at the place you are and be like, oh, this is just, it is setting you up for success it's giving you all the tools and your tool belt to do what it is that you ultimately want to do so you know don't look at it in a negative way but take all the resources that you need to take from it i mean great day houston prepped me for the moment that i am now in the high position that i am now in my job and, and I, it's not even a job it's a career that mm-hmm. i actually actually absolutely love um and so yeah um don't despise the small things listen that seems to be a key theme with everybody I sit down with, <laughs> right, who come out of something, who got it out the mud, started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. It seems to be a key theme of do not despise despise small beginnings. Nope, don't. It's all oh. a part. It's all a part of, of the end goal. Yeah, um, it's yeah. all a part of the bigger picture. Even the frustration, the stress, all of that is a part of it. And if you don't go through any of that, then you're not winning because you're not going to get anything successful in life if you don't go through the pain. You don't. You, there's no glory without the crazy story that comes along with it. It's just not. I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> no glory without the <laughs> without story. The story. It's, <laughs> it's just not. No man, yeah. this has been amazing. I, I'm so thankful that you came and stopped by and shared, and we're so vulnerable. Yeah. Super transparent. Absolutely. Um, I pray that everybody listening was. Uh, incredibly blessed. I don't care whether you're a mom, you're married, divorced, where you are. Fellas, too. I hope y'all was taking notes. I now. hope y'all was taking notes. I hope y'all was taking notes. Listen, <laughs> man. Um, but it's it's been an absolute joy to have you sit down with me on the Steel Safe Show. Um, what else you got going on, man? It's some stuff uh, brewing. I'll say this. I do. I have a jewelry line that's getting ready to drop. <laughs> it's called the Fly Collection. Hopefully, ladies, if you love jewelry, you know, you like to crown yourself, we'll have that coming out towards the end of the year and right now i have i'm doing a lot i'm producing a lot of tv as to say um at the top fortune company i can't say the name of the company that's why i keep saying it like that that i work at it's allowing it's opening doors for um you know potentially you know going into movies um and producing some things that i've never produced before and becoming more of an executive producer so you're gonna see you're going to see a little bit more storytelling coming from me, and I'm excited to share that with you. Yeah, we're excited to see it all, especially yeah. after today and getting the in-depth look at Alexis <laughs> Fly Drone Jones, straight from the SWAT, too, by the way. Oh, I am from the SWAT. The bougie side. all day, baby. <clears throat> oh, the bougie side. The bougie oh, side stop. of the SWAT. You Whatever. know what I'm <laughs> I still reside. There. It's yeah, funny. I'm like, man. the north side is foreign to me. I don't know that side. No, we don't, we don't. Yeah, we, we got love for the north. We got love for the north. Well, Houston, <laughs> listen, y'all. Make sure y'all go check out Alexis Fly on IG. How can they follow you? Yes, at the Alexis underscore Fly on Instagram and thealexisflyjones.com. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, I hope y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for tuning in with me, Just Dave, on the Still Save show here on Houston's Inspiration Station, Praise 92.